Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, if you uh, like offense, uh, you probably like this Virginia Tech-Ohio State women's game. It is right before halftime. Virginia Tech is going to the foul line, and Virginia Tech is winning. 46-45, to 45, Joel. Wasn't that like close to the final score of that San Diego State game yesterday? Pretty much. Uh, 91 points. Did you have the over in this game? Did not even take it. Uh, well, I'm assuming that the over is going to hit, uh, unless they really, really slow down. Uh, anyway. The most brutal game, by the way. Did you happen to watch any of that LSU-Miami uh, uh, women's game yesterday? Not a lot of it. I mean, Miami had 27 points in the middle of the fourth quarter, like late, you know, or, you know, maybe uh, three minutes into the, the, the fourth quarter. 27 points. It was brutal. In fact, uh, Kim Mulkey, the LSU's coach, was interviewed in between the third and the fourth quarter, and she said, if I was watching this game, I'd have turned it off by now. That's what she said. This is terrible. Oh, anyway, uh, let's go to the uh, Nemecolon hotline around every corner. Nemecolon creates real-life magic for guests. Let's talk to our good friend from um, the from the uh, uh, Pennsylvania Sports Network Midday Show. Let's talk to Joe Lednowski. Joe, how are you doing today, sir? How is everything? What's good, my friend? How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. I am uh, uh, obviously having a, 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 a good night here. I know we've had a lot of uh, college hoops, and we'll get to some of that. But uh, what was your impressions of the match play this weekend? Did you like the match play? Do you, do you like the match play? I do. It's an interesting, you know, interesting format, and, and I think it, it it gives it gives both the best player in the world. And the guy that's playing the best week in the world, uh, an equal chance. You know, Sam Burns was unbelievable. Uh, you know, that, that beat down six and five is crazy. And then all of a sudden you get what, what feels like uh, as a master's preview, 
uh, between Rory and Scotty, but as anyone that, that plays competitively knows that there's a gigantic difference between match play and stroke play, the punishment not nearly as large um, in in match play as it is stroke play. Two different styles, but, you know, it's really, when you, when you look at it, you know, match play is, is something that has been a part of the game forever. There, there's a reason that they play matches in the Ryder Cup. Matches is, you know, really when it started, originally with competitive in interclub situations. Um, I'm not a big fan that it's going by the wayside, but this condensed calendar and, and featured events and, and the like kind of is what it is, you know? It's a pretty incredible thing to me, uh, though, Joe, that everybody anticipated that Scheffler and uh, uh, Rory would be playing for the championship when we woke up Sunday morning. <laughs> And they did get to play against each other, but they played against each other in the consolation game. Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy. You know, Scotty was down early basically all week long, and when he came roaring back, uh, you know, you just assumed that that would be it. Well, it, it wasn't. You know, he ran out in, in, a, in a hurry. Um, but, again, yeah, I don't I, – I think the other – I think we are really lazy – with our lack of understanding, you know, how good, you know, those guys are. And, you know, they, we thought, you know, whatever the professional sport is, you know, you'll get the, the guy at the bar. Oh, that guy stinks. Well, the guy that stinks is better than anyone you've ever seen before. Um, the margin of error at that level between what we saw Sam Burns do to Cam Young in the second match and, you know, a guy that's, now, now, Sam Burns, in, in all fairness, I think that was Sam's fifth or sixth career win. So, I mean, it's not like he's a, a new guy, but, you know, Scotty Schreffler you know, has been on a Tiger-like heater the last 17, 18 months, and Rory's really starting to find form. But, you know, Ricky Fowler beat John Rahm for crying out loud. Like, I mean, <laughs> golf's a really hard game, and, you know, well, it is, but I mean, like Rory is, you know, Rory, and he had a two-stroke. Didn't, didn't he have a two? Wasn't he two up with a, after about fourteen or fifteen? Like, if if you had, if I gave you ten grand and said go to Vegas and bet on uh, who's going to win this, uh, I'm I'm assuming you're not going to bet against Rory when he's two up already. Oh no, I totally agree. I, I totally that that was that wasn't my 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 larger point being is that. You know, it's a lot easier, and, you know, those guys are are a lot more equal than you realize. But in, in a match play situation, to, to try to tackle a short-sided pin in that situation is, you know, well, if I miss it, oh, well, I'll just get them on the next hole. You don't really have to pay the full toll that you do for an error like that. In a, in a stroke play situation. So I think that really levels the playing field. You know, trying to tackle one, it, you know, through amen corner or the final three at Sawgrass or, or whatever, in a stroke play situation, is a whole hell of a lot different than trying to hit that golf shot in a match play situation. Because if you miss the shot on 14, it doesn't theoretically cost you the tournament. 
Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right about that. Now, we've got the Masters coming up this weekend, right? No, it's next weekend. Isn't next it? weekend. Yeah, next weekend. You're right. Six. Valero Open is, is Valero Open's going to be interesting because I think there's I think there's a Masters spot available, and there's only I believe there's only ten guys qualified uh, in it for the Masters in that field. Uh, most guys obviously you know don't you know play, take the week off prior, so that could be really interesting, you know, for a life changing moment for someone. Maybe get that win, not only that win, but punches their ticket to the Masters for the first time. So, uh, you know, one of the guys that's in that, um, uh, uh, one of the guys that's in that field, I think is Ricky Fowler. <laughs> and incredibly as it is, he's not qualified for the Masters. Yeah, I think he needed to, I think he needed to get out into the match play or into the, into the round of 16 to, to get into the Masters. I believe that's what I heard. Um, you know, Ricky Fowler is an interesting He's an interesting study, man. You know, sometimes sometimes being famous for being famous isn't all that it's cracked up to be. And, you know, obviously he was really good once upon a time, but I think that was 2015 when he was, you know, top five in all four majors. And that, at this point, is literally a lifetime ago. No, I, I think it's incredible but uh, um, that he's not qualified uh, for the Masters and would need to win this week in order to get there. And, of course, uh, you know, it just goes to show, you know, one guy that I've started to see creep a little bit back into things is uh, Jason Day. Is he is he kind of pulling his game together a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, my last real memory of Jason Day is, you know, laying greenside with vertigo. I mean, could you imagine, you know, trying to play golf with vertigo? Um, you know, yeah, I mean, then he had the back, and, you know, he's had a lot of injuries. I mean, he was. You know, he was uh, the next big thing kind of guy. And, you know, he's another one that, that feels like a lifetime ago. And then that's the other thing that, that's interesting is that with the way we, you know, the way we play golf, right? Like, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still considered one of the best ever, right? Well, when was his last Super Bowl? Uh, 2011, yeah, 2000. Yeah. So, imagine, imagine in 23 – and even being on the back nine of your career, you know, being, you know, oh, that's one of the best ever. Wait, you mean he's not one of – he's over his last 48 Super Bowls? How's that one of the best ever? I mean, golf's, you know, golf's clock, you know, ticks at a much more rapid pace than any other sports clock. You know, literally, what have you done for me lately? The only one, the only one that would be comparable would be NASCAR. You know, you win the 500 in February, and then you've not done anything. And once the playoffs start, people forget how you got there. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, he was he went from 13th to first in the last lap of the 500. That's his playoff berth. But you know, the the, the expiration date on your greatness, it feels like in golf, uh, unless you're one of the the guys that the media darling, where people forget. You know, there was a, a time when Rory was less than average by superstar standards. He's certainly not that now. He's one of the top three players in the world. But uh, your expiration date in the golf world is is always on the horizon. Yeah, that is true. It's weird. It's weird like that with golf. Um, uh, one of the things I will say that's interesting is um, there was some uh, rumblings uh, about the fact that the Live tour, uh, 
there's some uh, maybe some financial stress going on in the uh, behind the scenes and some things uh, being taken away from players and whatnot. I mean, it's kind of how it uh, it works with a startup league, isn't it? You know, I'm just I've not watched at all. I've not really encountered anybody that's actually watched or anyone that's actually cared. Um, I'm not, I'm not certain why we're still talking about this. Like it, at, you know, at, at some point, you know, I, I always, you know, I always say when, you know, on, on the radio stations that I have run or own or whatnot, you know, over the years, people want to know like, well, why did you do that game? Well, in fairness to my advertisers, like I know your kid plays on that team, but in fairness to my advertisers, I have to give them a product that people care about. Well, yeah, but Jimmy, the, okay, I understand. But finally, I don't mean to hurt your feelings, but you understand why bad TV shows get canceled. Yeah, why? Because nobody watches them, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no offense to your kid and his team. I know they try real hard, but I've got people that are, are, are using this as a viable advertising, I can't do it's not fair to them. Now they sort of sulk off with their tail between their legs. But like why are we still talking about the live tour? Like can we at least have the live tour produce some product that we care about? And let and let capitalism sort of run the course and make us talk about it. like you ever sit around with your buddies? You're like, hey, man, remember that really bad steakhouse we went to where, like, the service was terrible, the drinks were expensive, they messed up the order? Like, you remember that? Like, we should go back. Like, that conversation happens nowhere else other than the live tour, and it happens well, all the time. What, what, happens, what happens if Cam Smith wins, uh, wins next weekend? He should. What? He's still one of the best players in the world. That's what I mean. Like, I, it, it's – it, it, it would hold a lot more water if we were talking about the XFL and a bunch of guys that aren't really good enough to be at the highest level, but there are a number of guys on the live tour who can still play at the highest level. I don't know if there's a number of guys. Um, there's probably two that are legitimate. And, you know, obviously DJ being the other. Um, I mean, Cam Smith is still one of the best players in the world. But if you play on a bad team or you've been canceled to the point where your show is on a radio station or a platform that cannot be obtained, that doesn't make you any less individually talented. That makes the product and network in which you work for just utter garbage. And, you know, you're the, you're, you're the shining star. Um, it's so good enough to do it. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But like, the fact that the same conversation is had, and I'm not talking about you in specific, I'm talking about any time I feel that we go down this road, whether it's me with you or on my show or me doing other shows, it's the same conversation about the bad restaurant with the bad service, but it's still top of mind awareness. And the crazy thing is, is Liv doesn't even have, doesn't have the ad marketing that would, that would suggest top of mind awareness. Like I don't understand why this is still a relevant conversation at this point in time when the only thing that makes that organization noteworthy is this conversation. Do they have uh, – do you think that Brooks could uh, win another major? You know, 
I, I just wonder. I, I think that I think that that build, and we saw it with Tiger. We we've seen it with DJ. That build is not sustainable. Um, you can speculate what you may about how that build was achieved, but you know the the swing count, and you know Bryson DeChambeau the same way. When you are that violent, and you have to do something, you know VJ's thing, you know you know hit hit a thousand balls a day. You know, a oh, big deal, a thousand balls a day. Figure out how many holes that would be for a tour player. How many full swings does a tour player take in a round of golf? Yeah, yeah. And they're hitting a thousand balls. I don't know if Kepka. I don't know. If, I don't. I don't know if those guys. But when you do something that's that violent, why are people shocked when your body breaks down? Yeah, yeah. There's no question about it. I mean, his his body has broke down a lot. Uh, shifting gears, Joe, you're one of the only people I've ever met that's an actual, real, legitimate fan of Penn State basketball. And, of course, they had a nice run. They did some really good things. And uh, they lost their coach <laughs> to uh, Notre Dame, which I got to be honest with you, I was a little bit shocked that they lost him just from the standpoint of it felt kind of to me like uh, they were willing to step up and, and do everything they could to keep them. Um, but I guess home is home. Is that is that what the way you're reading into it? Is just basically home is home. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Well, we still don't know the money, but I had information early on that Penn State was offering more money than Notre Dame was offering, but the... uh, the, the home was one thing, but the fact that the university and maybe more so the state didn't really care about basketball. And let's be honest, I love, I love Pennsylvania, but outside of, you know, Metro Philly, I'm not certain anybody really cares, cares about basketball in this state. You know, obviously football is the religion, number one. And then uh, I think in wintertime, wrestling is probably religion number two. Um, we don't care about it like we should in, in Pennsylvania. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Mike, Mike Rhodes, uh, I've literally known him my whole life. Uh, was my idol growing up as a kid. Uh, he, he's from the, my parents' hometown. My parents are friends with his parents. I've always said that he would be the guy. You know, he went to Rice and won there and then replaced Shock at BCU. And I was ecstatic yesterday. And you know, to the to the Shrewsbury leaving part, because I don't think I don't think Notre Dame's a better job than Penn State. I think it's a lateral step or maybe a step up. Um, you know, you, you want to Dusty May's not taking a step up. Dusty May's taking the elevator, right? He's not just going to go a little bit better. He's going to ride this Shrewsbury taking the Notre Dame job, barely a step up, if at all. And Mike Rhodes being in town yesterday, there's still not a deal. There's major red flags 
to the infrastructure and the structure alone of Penn State basketball, and it's terrifying. Yeah, if they don't get him, I've seen the associate head coach. I've seen his name thrown around. Adam Fisher, yep. Um, did I see the Colgate coach's name thrown around? Yeah, Matt Langle. Uh, but, you know, the other – and the other thing is, is Langle and, and ironically enough, Pat Chambers are rumored to be the likely targets of uh, your, your, your owl. So, I don't know. I mean, if you're – you're at Colgate, do you, you know, do you want to go? And that's the thing is that there's only a handful of them. There's only a handful of them that take both very, very seriously. Both Michigan schools do, and basically now it feels like all the SEC schools do. Ohio State does. USC does. Texas does. But to take both football and basketball seriously, is that, that's a lot to take on. So when you don't really have football to contend with and you're in Philly and Pat Chambers and Langle both have deep Philly ties, would you go to State College for Temple? Or instead of Temple, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I would. That, that's a big swing and a miss, although I don't know how stable Temple is right now if they moved on from Aaron McKee, one of their own. He just um, couldn't win. He just couldn't win enough. You know what I mean? Eventually, if you can't win enough, you got you got to go. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't – I mean, I think, you know, Mike Rhodes, who's never coached in Pennsylvania, you know, was a national champion, national player of the year at Lebanon Valley, um, you know, has roots and has coached a lot of different places and done fairly well, Not obviously not the, the VCU final. He was an assistant when they went to the final four, but – VCU's not, but again, that was not VCU's norm either. Um, yeah, I, the, the only the only other name that I would you know I would shoot for the stars with, and you know obviously everyone's going to say Jay Wright. That's never in a million years going to oh. happen. But I at least call and make them say no. The other name that I want to that I would be interested in, um, but it, it sort of feels in many respects like the Patrick Ewing situation, is I call Sam Cassell like, hey, you're dying to be a head coach. You've not gotten one in the league yet. You've been with Doc for how long? Um, why don't you come to State College and try your hand at being a head coach here? How about one of the Crispin brothers? Listen, I, I know John very, very well. Uh, Joe is Joe's not ready, man. Joe's only been a D3 coach for a handful of years. Um, I, 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 someday, someday Joe will be the head coach. Someday Joe, Joe Crispin will be the head coach. Um, you know, I, I'd, be, I'd be curious to see because if you if you got Cassell, if you got Cassell, like, hey, here's the deal, uh, we're gonna we're gonna think outside the box here. We know you're short term. Um, we're gonna ask you to bring in Joe Crispin as an assistant. We're gonna ask you to bring in Taylor Battle as an assistant, who's been very successful for everything I've read with this time at uh, uh, what's his name at Northwestern staff. I can see his face. Can't think of his name, but. Um, you know, bring in guys that are, are proven college coaches and know how to recruit and, you know, have some ties to the program and, you know, just make Sam Cassell sort of the CEO, but have guys underneath them that, that function. I mean, Nick Saban's been very, very successful with that model. Uh, it's not worked this year, but I think, you know, uh, Michigan with Juwan Howard and Martelli has been successful. And then, you know, maybe find some, you know, some former head coach, like Martelli to come in and, and sort of be there to you know, help 
Cassell figure it out if they're unable to get it proven. Phil Martelli. <laughs> Phil Martelli's got to be 90 by now, isn't he? He's still Juwan Howard's right-hand man. And if you watch any of the, if you watch any of the Michigan games, Juwan Howard's always arguing with people, and Martelli's running the huddle. So I don't know how much coaching Juwan Howard actually does. Well, uh, that's probably true. Um, the uh, uh, the transfer portal obviously has been in the crosshairs over the last few weeks because um, some of these teams have basically just become AAU teams with a bunch of guys that they compiled. Uh, my take on it, 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 it's the way that it is, and you just kind of deal with it. Um, it doesn't mean I have to like it, but I get it. I understand it. And so uh, – People that you know spend a lot of time complaining about it, I think, are probably wasting a lot of time. What What are your thoughts on these? You know, like San Diego State, Kansas State, uh, even Miami. You know, these teams that are just basically a compilation of players. Well, at last check, they were north of eleven hundred D one transfer portal guys. And what's the problem with that? Well, how many seniors do you have? coming out of high school into the college game. And then there's this real reality that there is only, I believe my math is right, there's only 4,272 Division One opportunities available on scholarship. You mean one quarter of that marketplace is now wide open. Um, it's terrifying, actually. And, you know, I, I understand it, but, the AAU teams, much like the NIL stuff, I mean, I, yeah, this is great. That's awesome. The kids get to do what they want. They've got the power. They've got the movement. But it's like 1% of them are going to play professionally. So, what? I mean, at some point, isn't it somebody's responsibility to save these children from themselves and say, hey, at some point you do have to graduate? Um I, I think you know. I was just I was just talking to a, a Division One coach this evening, and uh, you know, I just asked him. I said, "At what point in time uh, in your next contract are you going to make sure that retention and graduation is not part of the criterion which you're graded on?" Yeah. Well, uh, aren't they going to do away with that? Well, I mean, the, the coaches have to do. I mean, that that that's the institutions are going to be the ones that you know that's. I mean, you for the most part, the the liberal elites that run academic America, they don't they don't care about kids getting drafted. They want to see what was the team's GPA. Did they get arrested? You know, how many kids are are leaving? How come every year you have to recruit a new team? Those people don't care about the, the way of the, the you know the, the lay of the land in which in which we now deal with. But I mean, think about it. Like even at the Division two level, I mean, if you go to verbalcommits.com. They do a great job. I don't know how they have access to it, but they update, update like instantaneously the D1 and D2 portal for hoops. Everyone's chasing a dream. What's it called? Verbalcommits.com. I'll say this. Uh, I was just reading something. This was from June of last year. Okay? June of last year. So, you know, pretty much – you know, down the, you know, now we're, now you're getting, you know, to the point where spots are drying up, right? There were 698 freshmen that went into the portal last year, right? 
378 as of June 1st were still in the portal. That's 320 of the 698. 320 essentially did not, you know, I'm sure a few a few of them found a spot, but 320 of them, you know, struggled to find a spot. 439 sophomores went in. 220 were still in, you know, as of June 1st. As of June 1st, I'll just make it easy. As of June 1st, there were still 378 and 221 is essentially 600 plus. But there were still about 833 people in the portal looking for spots on June 1st. Nobody wants to have that conversation. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's, you know, that, that's the backside of the moon, right? Like, I, I get we're all chasing a dream, but, but you know, at the end of the day, I mean, and this is going to sound crazy to people, but at the end of the day, you, you're going to these places to get an education, not, <laughs> not to go to the league. And, you know, the likelihood of going to the league is, it's fairly slim, and I know I know we talk about the feel good story, you know, you know about Kenyante Johnson, and you know all these, you know all these, you know teams, you know Kansas State with Tang and everything that he's done, but the the, the feel good story is only the comeback. Uh, much like everything else, we only talk about the one percent. Um, at some point, you know, we should do the documentary about the Netflix documentary waiting to be made. The dark side of the transfer portal. That's how we can retire, Zeiser. I probably shouldn't have said that on the radio. I probably should have just sent it to you in a text. We know enough context. We can start writing it up right now. All right, Joe. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you so much for jumping in. And uh, now I'm going to be wasting a lot of time on this transfer. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Verbalcommit.com. Yeah, uh, verbalcommit.com. Did they do a great job when kids get offers? They post it. But they have there's a link to it where you can watch the D1 and D2 men's portal, and it's just it's insane. Well, uh, let's see. The latest person to put his name in the portal is Chance Stevens from Loyola Marymount. Yep. Probably not uh, Bo Kimball. Uh, no. Let's see. Uh, Amani Harris from Mississippi Valley State. Probably not Jerry Rice. Yep. I mean, I mean, I get it. I, you know, that's great. And, you know, a lot of those kids put their name in the portal just to see what's going to happen, right? But there's a lot of kids that put their name in the portal thinking that it's all going to happen, and you and I both know that's not the case. No, that's – that's like I just uh, read off, what was it, 833? We're still looking for a spot on June 1st last year. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got things like this, Maceo Austin uh, – Austeri or Maceo Austin from Duquesne is transferred to Slippery Rock. Yeah, I mean, that was, Mayfield's been through a lot. Mayfield's right. a terrific high school player at Kennedy. He's going to be a really good PSCC player. He did graduate, though. So, which, you know, is, he's, which is all that he, really should matter. He's in search of his graduate degree, and if, if the Pebble's going to pay for it, why not? I hope he does well. All right, Joe, be well. All right, thanks, Dice. All right, brother. Joe Lenowski from the uh, Pennsylvania Sports Midday Show on Paul Sice. It's 93.7 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 